everybody. This is Larry Dobrow from MM&M. Um, last Friday, March 6th, we had Justin Freed from CMI Compass, their EVP of Growth and Innovation. We had him in here to have a conversation about South by Southwest, especially its health track and how it's changed over the years and how health gatherings over the years have evolved and become so much more than what they were even five years ago. Um, Justin left our office at about 12 o'clock Eastern time. At about 6 o'clock Eastern time, we found out that South by Southwest was canceled. Nonetheless, we think this is a really good conversation, not just because Justin's such a bright guy, but also because there are a lot of lessons to be taken away from what your presence at South by Southwest could mean to other conferences, whether it's um, HLTH, I guess we're pronouncing that as health now, um, whether it's Digital Pharma, any of those events or anything else. So enjoy this conversation and uh, you know, tuck away some of Justin's barbecue recommendations for this time next year. Thanks so much. Hello, this is Larry Dobrow here with the MM&M Podcast. Um, we have a great guest today and a very timely topic. It's uh, Justin Freed from CMI Compass. He is the EVP of Growth and Innovation, and we're going to be talking all things South by Southwest. Uh, unfortunately, we have to append an asterisk to this talk because it is Friday when we're taping this, and we don't know. Um, Austin could be calling it off right now. Um, any number of things could happen, but we're going to proceed in the spirit that hopefully this event will happen and we'll all get to go down and have a lot of good barbecue and hang out with our friends. Um, before we get going, though, a couple of quick plugs. Uh, m and excuse me, has two pitch slams next week, one in Philadelphia and one in Boston. Our 40 Under 40 event is on May 12th. Our Transform event is on May 13th. And our first ever media summit is on April 20th. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Hope to see you at all of those. Justin, thanks so much for uh, coming here. How are yeah, you doing? Absolutely, Larry. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, I think this would have had a different kind of tone if we had had this conversation maybe two or three weeks ago. But hey, you know, timeliness, let's, uh, let's hash it out as if South by Southwest is going to go on as planned. We're all going to be down there and uh, eating barbecue. That sounds good to me. All right. Um, g- give me sort of your big picture take on where South by Southwest and its health track fits in the larger conference uh, ecosystem. You know, I, I think a couple years ago it was sort of viewed as almost a little bit of a curiosity, but it, mm-hmm. it, feel, it feels like it's gone very mainstream at this point. Yeah, absolutely. So I, this will be my, I think, sixth year going to South by Southwest. And I think the health track has been something that started out to be a little bit of an offshoot mm-hmm. and now has become specifically part of the mainstream South by Southwest, if you look at um, just what they put on down there. So I remember, I think the, the first year it was in a, in a separate hotel, mm-hmm. a little bit of one of the, maybe one of the dingier hotels. <laughs> um, and, you know, with a limited presence. And I think just as we've seen entrepreneurship um, and the health sector kind of intertwine over these past couple of years and, and health becoming more of what mainstream media talks about on a daily basis, that's happened in South by too, kind of in, in a parallel path. So when you go down there, um, there's no longer necessarily a separate health building or a separate health track. Like it's part of the main content uh, in the main um, convention center, et cetera, which has been really cool to, to see. Mm-hmm. That, that first year when you went, um, t- tell me a little bit about it. it. It seems, you know, you look back at the program and it almost seems almost seems quaint a little bit in terms of like, well, AI and health, as opposed to now when you're having AI in specific conditions under specific, you know, parameters. Um, it seems that everything has gotten very granular very quickly. Yeah, absolutely, which is a really, really good thing for patients, right? I mean, mm-hmm. to, to specifically help them with whatever ailment or disease they have. But yeah, back in the day, 
back in the day, like it was, you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> five, six years ago. Um, but I guess in technology terms, that's a long time. There you right? go. Um, you know, it was it was when like augmented reality and virtual reality were really coming to um, the technology had advanced where phones could be you know basically run the applications for augmented reality and, and virtual reality, which was a big step forward, and we kind of saw the first iterations of it being applied for healthcare. Um, there was self guided meditation, you know, in a in a virtual reality sense. Um, some things with um, you know fitness trackers, but really like just as the Apple Watch was kicking off, right? Yeah. So it was more in the Fitbit type of style, step counters, things like that, that were the main areas of focus back then and very general sense, as you mentioned, not down to specific ailments or things like that, um, which now we've seen a lot more focus on specific patient, patient populations, seeing how technology can be applied to rare diseases, etc. Mm -hmm. um, was there something or, you know, some factor that kind of uh, blew it up in a way that, I mean, it went from being like something that a lot of people went down for, but, you know, it was sort of a, maybe a second or third degree priority to something like, yeah, I got to be there for that. Was, was it just everybody kind of discovering at once that, hey, like-minded people are coming down, plus we have a great location, or was there kind of a triggering event in your mind that kind of spurred the growth? Well, the great location in the city is, is yes. a big selling point. Which love Austin. Everyone loves awesome, Austin. Awesome city. But no, so I mean, I think there's been a push in our industry over the past couple of years uh, for innovation, right? And I, I use that term in a very broad sense because I think each one of our clients, whether or whether you're at an agency or you know you're at a publisher, innovation can mean very very different things. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, we had a, an industry that. Some consider to be stale, right? We're, we're not necessarily pushing the boundaries when it comes to advertising or, you know, we don't always get to take advantage of the latest updates from a Facebook or a Google. Um, but there is a, a thirst or a need a lot driving from, from pharma and healthcare to be innovative. And what we saw coming out of Southwest, South by Southwest, was a lot of innovation from various areas, right? So obviously there's the interactive stuff that you and I go to, um, but there was also innovation in music, innovation in technology, innovation in film, and things like that. So it was a natural hub as health started to look to different ways to treat, right? More than just a prescription pill, that, that beyond the pill. It was a natural kind of um, junction between the two. Um, and I'd probably say about three years ago is when I really noticed a turn in attendance where it was, you know, myself and a colleague of mine who would go each year and we'd kind of report back and say, hey, mm -hmm. here's what's going on. And then three years ago, that's when we started to really see pharmaceutical companies sending their, you know, their marketers sending their technology, mm -hmm. their data science people to this conference to get a better idea of what's happening on the ground. Um, and really it's blown up from there. That's kind of, I'd say that, that three to four year ago mark is when it started to go from, hey, you guys are sitting over here in this random hotel a couple blocks from the main convention center to now being part of the mainstream. So we've arrived, essentially. Yes, yes. You know, and in, to, to your point, I found it fascinating because the first year I went, I believe, was actually four years ago. And, you know, what it was was that it seemed that health was, I want to say, piggybacking on anything else. But because there were so many people there that were plugged into innovation channels, everything else, it was almost like we could look here for inspiration. But, hey, look what we're doing on our side as Absolutely. well. And... You know, when you came back, it was one of the very few times where, you know, you get phone calls being like, what was that thing like? I was like, it was really good. And, you know, I think 
there was just sort of this wellspring of enthusiasm and everything else. And just everybody kind of decided the same thing at the same time. Because two years later, it was, you know, much more vital, much more vibrant show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you think Austin plays into it? Everyone loves Austin, but there is a vibrant health tech community down there as well. Yeah, so I think it's been a, it's been a very interesting city to see kind of evolve over the past couple, not even past couple of years, last decade. I mean, what we're starting to see kind of that, and again, I, the exodus, I guess, from, from San Francisco, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you can read all about it in, in every kind of trade publication, but a lot of those individuals are resurfacing in certain areas. One of those cities is Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having gone there not only for South by Southwest, but just for general business, mm-hmm. um, it is a city that has that underlying kind of tech first community, which is awesome to see. Um, it is a city that is extremely walkable. Yes. Um, as you hinted at, barbecue, which I'd love to talk about because I'm an amateur <laughs> barbecuer myself. Um, I'm mostly an b- amateur yeah, barbecue eater. eater. Yeah, like... <laughs> um, I, I specialize in the eating. Now, um, um, you know, it is a city that has a, a rich culture um, and it's a fun place to visit. The weather is absolutely beautiful when you go down there in you know, mid-March. Um, so that is definitely attraction. Um, you know, if it was held in, you know, Toronto, and Saskatchewan, January, <laughs> not sure we get the same uh, the same turnout. So often the city, its culture definitely plays a part in kind of spurring that creativity, that innovation that comes from the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I can guess based on your response. I can guess how you'll answer this next one. But you know the fact that you know you're out at night. You know you can walk around. There's good food. There are great bands. I mean, I think last year I heard something like eight different covers of. Uh, Lawyers, Guns, and Money by Warren Zevon, which is fantastic, you know. I mean, it almost seems to lift everybody's spirits in addition to, you know, kind of, I mean, you know, if you're revitalized like that every night, you wake up the next morning saying, like, I am open to anything right now. Bring it on. I mean, is that a, is that a part of its growth as well? Absolutely. And so, you know, we've, we've continued to up our attendance at the conference. And one of the things we say to people is that, you know, this isn't your normal conference. This isn't a, I'm going to go to, to go to three sessions in between nine and five. I may meet, you know, a friend or two at night and have a drink. Um, and, you know, then I'm done for the day. I'm going to go back. I'm going to crush some emails. Uh, this is a completely different experience. There's wall-to-wall content from about, you know, 8.30 in the morning until um, 9 p.m. at night. Um, and then the nightlife available down there is just awesome. Um, so it is something we kind of say to people. Hey, from 8 a.m. till about 2 a.m., you're probably going to be up and about um, with an opportunity to learn, network, um, and, and you know, do some things for yourself as well because you can kind of immerse yourself in that, in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I know CMI Compass had a very large presence. Yes. I did a podcast with Eugene Lee on a street corner simply because we couldn't find a quiet area yep. of the room where you guys were set up to, uh, to, you know, to speak. Um, how, how, how much, how much value does CMI Compass get out of this vis-a-vis some other health get-togethers? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think it is, it's, it's varied year over year. So last year was the first year we had a, a physical presence. Yeah, like a base. A booth with a base yeah. outside of just sending people down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's definite from a content perspective. So we do a lot of, of thought leadership coming out yeah. of the conference. We do a lot on our daily scoop newsletter that comes out to you know, a, a large amount of our clients and, and industry people. Um, 
we that's kind of where it originated. So we wanted to understand what was the latest in the marketplace, how is the industry evolving, what is going on outside of healthcare that we can apply to the with a healthcare lens. That was a big part of it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but then actually having a, a physical presence has kind of opened up other opportunities. So you know we're 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 a growing agency. We're over six hundred people now. Mm -hmm. We're looking to grow to 700, 800. Um, so recruiting down there is a big play for us. And having that physical space um, has been uh, a, a way for us to have conversations with potential people to join our company that I don't think we've had in the past. Um, and the other cool thing is we are, uh, you know, we work with a, a company called Amplify Philly that we're going to be in their, you know, house, um, technically a bar. Um, but we'll call <laughs> a bar, it a, house. a house, a house, um, a bar. down there. And they're a great group. Uh, they're a nonprofit in Philadelphia mm -hmm. that helps um creatives kind of grow their own, you know, business out of what they do, whether it's art or, you know, music or entertainment. Um, and that's been really cool to, to partner with them because they are, you know, as in their name, they're part of the Philadelphia community, which is also, you know, a, a, our largest office is in downtown Philadelphia. We're trying to grow that presence, be connected to the community there. So that kind of has been a good uh, connection as well. Which actually leads me into the next question I wanted to ask you. It seems that there is a more of a spirit of partnership teaming up and everything. Um, the first time I went down there, it was because three agencies that, frankly, you wouldn't think ha would have anything in common decided, all right, you know, we want to try to, you know, <laughs> look bigger, I guess, collectively, and they, they all partnered. Uh, is, is that one of South by Southwest's big draws for health organizations, that everybody is open to these partnerships? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so I, I think, you know, some of it is it's just you're in a good mood while you're down there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, it's a fun place to be. People are in a good mood. No one's stressed out except their emails piling up. When yeah. they're, well, you know. But besides yeah, that... Yeah, you do that on Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But yes, absolutely. Um, we're definitely seeing people be open to partnership. I mean, we're engaging with um, groups of agencies and companies from different areas that on a day-to-day -day basis may not make sense for, you know, CMI Compass to do business with today. Mm -hmm. But when we're looking to grow, we're looking to innovate. I mean, there's there's a conversation you could have literally sitting watching somebody speak or at the bar after that may spur a unique opportunity for partnership. So absolutely, I think people go down there uh, with networking and, and growth and, and partnership in mind. You know, I guess with pharma companies specifically, you know, JP Morgan has always been the quote-unquote deal-making yeah. uh, deal event um, I sensed, and again, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> there's no reason a member of the media is going to be privy to any of that, you know, higher level stuff, but it does seem a lot gets done there and a lot that kind of gets, a lot of the seeds that get planted in South by Southwest play out over the next couple months, years, and, you know, beyond. Absolutely does. It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. um, sort of the flip side of it. What would you like to see more of? What, what, does, what does the health track need? Um, how can it interact even more with some of the existing uh, tracks that are there? That's a good question. So I think, again, it, it, it was a big jump over the past two years to go from a separate health track um, to kind of just mainstream. So I think that's been been really good. Um, in terms of doing more of, I mean, obviously, I, I think it's more more about media. Mm -hmm. than for me, obviously, you know, being a media agency, working in the role I, I work in, um, would love to see some specific more media content, uh, just in general, I think. Um, there's a lot about technology. Mm -hmm. There's a lot about social good. There's a lot about, you know, city planning and things like that. Um, Though it's not a media conference, would love some more hardcore media mm -hmm. content and, and idea uh, ideation generation, etc. I think that would be helpful, um, and obviously, you know, putting that kind of healthcare lens on it would be great. Mm -hmm. 
Um, certainly some of the media content to which you allude, um, you know, the Amplify Philly, you know, so I should see my compass sessions I sat in on last year. I mean, you, you guys brought some of that. Um, is that is that one of the goals for this year's uh, yeah, this I, year's programming? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm speaking on a panel um, next Sunday. Um, I think it's at 2 p.m. Um, and it's actually called Alexa, Are You Spying On Me? Um, which is a little, <laughs> it's a good title, um, but it's actually just about personalization. Mm-hmm. And how do we go about, you know, personalizing media in a way that is transparent and also doesn't contain what has kind of, we've kind of coined as CF or the creep factor. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do we do that in a way that provides a good user experience to the end user without creeping them out? And specifically with all the different rules and regulations and and, and, um, and laws that are being put in place and, and, uh, and all the legislation being put in place, how do we do it in a way that still allows us to deliver customization and personalization in a compliant way? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk through that, which should be should be pretty interesting. Uh, who's going to be with you on the panel for that one? Um, a couple of folks uh, local from Philly. There's a, a, a woman from Woody Gritty um, and a couple of our local Philadelphia agencies. Okay. <laughs> um, when, when you think about South by Southwest and, you know, the mix of existing events, um, what if, if you're going to say, like, you know, what are the two or three that are kind of the must-attends, um, is South by Southwest in that, uh, in that group? I know a lot of people are, you know, moving towards um, health, you know, HLTH, um, I guess we pronounce it health, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, you know, there's Digital Pharma East, which I know is still a, you know, yeah. big, uh, big attraction. What, what are the must-attend uh, events and has South South by Southwest kind of ascended into that first tier? Yeah, so I think we look at it in two different buckets. So we look at it in kind of, I guess you could almost talk about it in an advertising way, endemic and non-endemic, <laughs> if we want to put it that way. So we look at certain conferences like South by Southwest, um, Health, uh, H- HL- HLT, yeah. and CES in a little bit of a different bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at those as more not pharma specific, not media specific. And we say, hey, those are must attends. Um, how much, you know, how many feet on the ground we have is determined year over year. Um, and if we're, we're, we're speaking or not is determined year over year. But we say those are three we need to be because we need to understand the changes in the industry. We need to lead the industry in some of those changes. Learn what we can from them, apply them, kind of lead change and help our clients move ahead. So I would say we still have those. And then we have the more hardcore yeah. endemic Pharma. So yes, absolutely. The digital, uh, digital pharma east, digital pharma west. Some of the I for pharma events. Yeah. Obviously, you know some of your events that you guys are doing. I'll be at the the forty under forty and the Transformers yeah. Day and the, mm-hmm. and the Media Day as well. So we look them in a little bit of different buckets, um, but would definitely say South by is a must attend. And that's kind of we've seen over those years. Again, I mentioned, um, you know, the, the first time I went was was five or six years ago, and it was Eugene and I. Mm-hmm. Um, who you had mentioned before. Um, and now, you know, I think we have 15 people um, on the ground um, next week. Wow. Um, assuming that we are all going to be going down assuming, there next yes. week. Um, what what are some of the things you're looking to do next week? What are some of the things you're looking to accomplish? Um, what are some of the things that, you know, have nothing to do with work that you're looking to do? Yeah, so I, I'll start with the non-work stuff. Yeah. That's one of the things. So I mentioned before I'm an amateur barbecuer. Uh, I like to think I'm a little better than amateur. Um, so I do a lot of barbecuing. So I do love going down to Austin just for kind of uh, uh, some of the food, a couple of the restaurants that I always hit. Um, I fly in. I'll be flying in Thursday night. Okay. So then Thursday night I can go hit a restaurant before it gets too crowded. Smart. Um, so that, that's definitely something that we enjoy. Um, you know, we meet a lot with a lot of our vendors down there. Um, now, the interesting thing this year is going to be a lot of those vendors aren't going to be there. So we have great, great partnerships with, you know, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google, um, um, and Samsung, 
all of those. And a lot of times this is a chance to do some extra kind of um, meetings. You know, we, we had planned to go to the Facebook offices with some yeah. of our clients. We had planned, you know, Twitter is an awesome partner down there. That's usually like one of our, their, their Twitter house was one of our go-to yeah. spots every evening. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of it was about networking, partnering with them, bringing our clients into the conversation and kind of having some like, I don't know, ideas tend to come out over a couple, you know, vodka sodas sometimes, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, so it's a really good opportunity for that. Now, this year, I think, is going to be interesting because we've seen, you know, most of those vendors I just mentioned are not going to be there this year. Um, so I think this year will be a little bit different um, in what we expect. It's going to be more about, thank goodness we've been there for a couple of years and we kind of know the lay of the land when those houses aren't there. Yeah. Uh, where can we take our clients? Where what, what, what opportunities are there to learn? So I think that's a, another probably going to be a little bit different this year. I, I almost wonder if the absence of a lot of the, you know, larger companies and, you know, the places, the, the must-go places, mm -hmm. in a way, will almost benefit smaller organizations. You know, you can stand out in a way this year, again, assuming it, you know, goes on as planned, that maybe maybe you couldn't otherwise. Yeah, so maybe it's a chance for one of the startups. I mean, some one of the other really cool things that happens down there, and again, not super relevant to, you know, uh, CMI Compass's business as an agency, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of tech startups down there and a yeah. lot of them now are focused on health um, so maybe the news can come out about them you know something that they're doing a little mm -hmm. bit different and give them a chance to sign which would shine which would be really cool mm -hmm. right let's go to the speed round here um, yeah. the first question you know what I'm gonna ask but give me your three favorite barbecue joints in Austin <sighs> okay so I think number one it's, in specific order with yeah. detail <laughs> so, so number one and I think this one's a little bit of a cop-out because everybody already knows them. It's Franklin's. Yeah. Um, so if you've been there, you know it's the best. The, their brisket is unbelievable. Um, one place that I think I may get a little bit, somebody may say like it's a little bit touristy, but it's so close to where our hotel is. There's Cooper's, yes. which is about two blocks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't um, one, of, one, of, wasn't one of that based for one of the big health organizations yes, last year. Energizing yeah. Health was in Cooper's yes, last year. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. Which that place, again, uh, we're in Texas, so they specialize in beef. Their, uh, their brisket is phenomenal. Um, the, you know, the other stuff, they have some, some good corn, some grilled corn, some good stuff there. And then um, we've got, I don't know if I have a third, um, the Salt Lake stuff down there is pretty good too. Um, but, I mean, what you're going to, if you're coming from somewhere that doesn't specialize in barbecue, chances are most anything that you eat is going to be better than what you can get. <laughs> like Philadelphia, we've got a couple good spots, but I don't think any of them are close to what you can get into in Austin. Yeah, I'm in the uh, North Jersey barbecue yep. oasis. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, anti-oasis, really. Uh, so, yeah, this, this thing has to happen next week. Um, how about how about venues in terms of uh, bars, uh, places to see bands, everything else? What are some of the places you like to check in on? Yeah, so I think, that, again, our, our normal process was to go to a lot of these houses sponsored yeah. by, um, you know, by some of our, our, our publishing partners. Um, the Twitter house was kind of our, our go-to place, again, being one of our, our great partners. Partners. Um, we're going to be at the Amplify Philly House quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. They usually do something with, in the past two years, we've had DJ Jazzy Jeff. Now, mm -hmm. for us Philadelphia folks, and, <laughs> you know, Will Smith and, and whatnot. Keeping um, it authentic. Yes, keeps it authentic. So we'll be there. They're at, um, uh, I believe it's called, it's the Poor House. It's right yeah, on the Yeah, right Sixth on the street. corner, right? Yeah. So I would say that Sixth Street is going to be probably the... Um, place to be this year. So there's really two streets. There's Rainy Street, which mm -hmm. is a lot of the larger houses that the publishers take over. So that's where Printerist did things, the Container mm -hmm. Bar, um, you know, um, Twitter's presence last year. Activision had a house there. That's where a lot of stuff used to happen. That will be interesting this year to see if that's kind of the hot spot with all of them not there, yeah. right? So I think Rainy Street may get a little bit more of um, 
of uh, the foot traffic this year, mm -hmm. um, just because those are traditional bars that aren't necessarily taken over by the larger vendors. It's usually smaller kind of companies that, that get involved there. Mm -hmm. All right. Last question for you. Um, what does South by Southwest's health track look like five years from now? So again, I think it's going to be the same theme. I don't think we're going to be, if we do a podcast in five years from mm -hmm. now. And I, I hope we will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be talking about the health track. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be so much a part of it that it's going to be ingrained in everything we do. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there'll be, we'll not, we won't be talking about a health track. We'll be talking about, hey. Health being with, part of any of the digital and interactive. Absolutely. Or, and I think that's just where our industry is heading um, with, with all of the, you know, how many billion dollars this industry is with all of the things going on in politics about potential health reform, mm -hmm. um, healthcare reform. Um, it's a main part of what we do every single day, what we live and breathe. And uh, I don't think we'll consider it a track. Mm -hmm. It'll be just part of the experience down there. Um, and you'll be able to walk into a session about health just as easily as you would, you know, AI and machine learning, which is like last year was the buzz, the buzz in every yeah. single session. Everyone. All right. Justin, thank you so much for coming in here and talking all things South by Southwest. I really hope that we are able to pick up this conversation again down there next week. Um, I assume we will, but if I'm not, <laughs> if not, we're going to catch up on it in uh, 2021 and beyond, right? Awesome. Thank you so all much, all right. Larry. For the MMM Podcast, this is Larry Dobrow. Thanks, as always, for listening. Please feel free to check us out on um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and everywhere else you can get podcasts. Uh, thanks again. Take care.